Hey everyone, this is Ralph with Faith to Achieve. Thanks very much for tuning in and I want to use this time to talk about silence, which may seem a bit oxymoronic to talk about silence, but if you stay with me, I'm sure you'll know where I'm going here pretty quickly. So to relax, one of the things I enjoy doing is sitting outside, especially at night. It's usually completely quiet, no one's around, my family's asleep, and it's a great opportunity for me to clear my head, reflect, think about situations in my life, think about my day, do some reading, listen to audiobooks. That's just one of the periods of time that I enjoy that's really quiet and something I look forward to. So I was doing that the other night and I had an article saved in my phone that I was reading through and something seemingly out of nowhere happened. My phone died and I immediately felt a sense of panic or I guess a slight sense of panic or, or let's call it discomfort. I, maybe panic's a little bit dramatic. And I immediately wanted to jump up and go in and grab my phone charger and give it some juice or connect it. I have an extra long charger that could go from an outlet that's right inside my, my back door out to uh, where I usually sit and have it charging while I continue to do what it is that I'm doing. And I was actually halfway out of my seat and I heard a small voice uh, which I believe to be the Holy Spirit, say, leave the phone alone and sit down. So I left the phone alone, sat down, and it immediately hit me that one of the things that I'm not very good at is sitting in silence. We've become so dependent on technology nowadays. We have to have our phones. Uh, our cars are essentially mobile computers where we can do a lot of things voice activated or uh, at a touch of a button on the steering wheel without even really having to move. We have laptops that are more powerful than any com computers in, in human history and everything that we do is either voice activated or uh, biometrically activated etc. We are so dependent on technology and things that I can only speak for myself personally when I say that I've almost become conditioned to having to have something in my hand or something that I'm attached to 24 hours a day and what I discovered was that that really creates an environment or, or, or I guess a lifestyle where God really can't get a word in edgewise there's always something that I'm distracted by even in what I call my quiet time or my downtime isn't quiet time or downtime my brain is firing off a thousand miles a minute or however fast it fires off and I have this phone which is almost like an appendage that's uh, attached to me that I'm always have my head buried in whether I'm reading something or on social media whatever it is and I realized thinking a little bit even deeper that in my prayer life I'm doing all the talking I'm bringing my petitions to God I'm saying all the things that are on my heart and in looking at the way I live my life and run my business and, and uh, lead my family, all those types of things. In thinking of how my time is allocated, there really isn't much of an opportunity for God to do the talking. So if he knows the beginning from the end, if he's the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, the all-knowing, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent God, you would think that I'd have enough sense to want to shut up sit down, block out all distractions, and listen to him and let him get an ed a word in edgewise. We've all been in situations where you're with someone who just loves the sound of their voice. 
no matter what it is, no matter what the situation is or, or the topic, they have to do all the talking. They call it a conversation, but you don't get a word in edgewise. And, you know, we all know how that feels. We know that that feels terrible. We know that it feels like a waste of time. And if it's somebody that we have to deal with, we almost become conditioned to know how they're going to behave and not really enjoy or want to spend time with them if we don't, if they don't have to. So knowing that's how we can feel about other people, how do we think that God feels when we're either doing all the talking and he doesn't get to speak to us or we're not even talking to him in the first place and everything else in our lives has us distracted to the point where it's not a relationship at all. It's just a one-sided affair that isn't fair to him and that isn't going to help us grow isn't going to help us understand what his purpose is for our lives and how we're to execute that. How do we know that we're in his will if there's supposed to be a relationship but we don't communicate with him? How can you say you're in a relationship with someone that you don't communicate with? Can you say that about your spouse or your children or your employees if you run a company or the people you lead on your team if you're in management or even your colleagues whether you're in management or not? with your church family, with your friends, regardless of who it is, if the conversation is one-sided or the dialogue, I should say, is one-sided, then there's really no relationship. You're just dumping all of your stuff out on people and not learning from them, not giving them an opportunity to share. And this is something that I realize that I am extraordinarily guilty of. So one of the things that came out of that quiet time is just to create this video to share and to ask you to ask yourself how one-sided are the conversations or the dialogues that you have with your family with God especially with God because I believe that there are things that I have missed and am missing because I just haven't done a good enough job of turning off shutting down, blocking everything out, getting away from everyone, and just letting him speak, just sitting in complete silence, not even responding to what you hear in terms of saying, okay, I understand, or I'll do this, or I'll do that, or, you know, yes, Lord, whatever the case is, but just being in a position where your heart is open, you're ready to receive for as long as it takes to make sure that you're receiving instruction that you can carry out to be the best you can be because we're only at our best when we're functioning in our divine purpose. That's just a fact. And the older I get, I'm 42 now, I'll be 43 in December, the older I get, the more I understand that the time that I spend flowing in my purpose, which should be 24-7, is the time that I feel most fulfilled. Doesn't mean that everything's perfect, doesn't mean that uh, everything's lined up and I've seen all the results that I want to see in my life, but just the journey itself is so rewarding and fulfilling. So it's not just crossing the finish line and throwing my arms up in the air and declaring victory, but the journey in and of itself, the process, the, the, the method, the experience, the walk, all of that is so fulfilling. But the only way you can walk in your divine purpose is to understand what it is. And it's not something that's going to be revealed to you all at once, which is why it's so important to be still and know that he is God and to listen to what he has to say. Because there are situations that come up in our lives where we know exactly what to do. It's, 
explicitly written in the Bible, so there's no ambiguity, there's no question. But there are also things that aren't necessarily spelled out in black and white that we need to hear from God on to know that we're doing the right thing. And sometimes we even rely on how we handled situations yesterday or last month or last year or even an hour ago and think that because the solution was what it was at that time that it's the same this time. And that may not necessarily be true. God may want you to do something different the next time around because of the way that it's going to impact someone else or maybe you're dealing with the same situation but you're not dealing with the same person so it's important to handle things a little bit differently so his will for that person and you're the vessel to carry that out is fulfilled the way he wants it fulfilled because no two people are alike so the way you interact with one person may be completely different than the way you interact with someone else so all of these things are reasons why it's so important to hear from God, but we have to create an environment where he has an opportunity to speak. So one of the things that I took away from that is that I need to learn how to unplug. Since this experience doesn't mean that I've gotten perfect at it, but I'm conscious of it. And that's usually the first step is knowing that there's a problem, admitting that there's a problem or, or something that needs adjusting, being open to that and you're much more likely to realize when it's time to shut down, step away, turn off the phone, turn off the television, no music, no audiobook, no nothing, and just let God speak. Even in your prayer time, when you're on your knees or driving in your car or whatever it is, that isn't a time where we always have to be saying something. Sometimes we need to just be quiet just be still and there are situations in my life there are things that I'm pursuing things that I'm passionate about things that I'm a little bit confused about to be honest with you that I think will be so much clearer to me if I let him do more of the talking and stop you know running my mouth 24 hours a day uh, seven days a week thinking that I have all of the answers so I was humbled by that that experience I was so ingrained in what I was reading that I didn't realize that the battery on my phone was down to 5% and then 3% or however low it got and then zero. And I probably sat outside, this was probably around, around midnight or so, maybe 1 a.m. And I think I sat there for another half hour, 40 minutes, just in silence. With all of this hitting me, with me understanding that, wow. This, this was a revelation. This was not coincidental. This was not just my phone shutting off. This was, I believe, a direct message that there's some things that he wants to share with me and some things that he wants me to do, but he needs me to listen. Just needs me to listen. Doesn't cost me anything. There's no heavy lifting involved. Just be quiet and listen and let God speak. There'll be plenty of time to speak we are to bring our petitions to God. We are to communicate with him audibly. We are to share our feelings and our thoughts. But that's not the only aspect of a relationship with God. That's not the only way to communicate with God. So I've asked myself these questions and, and done a little self-evaluation and came away with the understanding that I need to deal, do a much better job at this. So how about you? 
give it some thought. I would just say give it some thought and ask yourself, you know, how long can you go just away from everyone, quiet, and not saying anything? You know, in the Christian world and in churches, we talk about going on retreats and getting away and just spending time with God and fellowshipping and hearing from Him. But an annual retreat or a, a biannual retreat isn't the only time that we can, you know, do that. Life goes on. There are things that are in the gaps, that are in other areas of, of, of time, other, of, other spaces of time, that we need to hear from God. It needs to be every single day that there's dialogue. Sure, that's important, but there's also quiet time. So what I've committed to doing is spending a minimum of 15 minutes per day just quiet. Phone off, in fact, phone in another room and away from everyone. And what you'll find is that, and what I'm sure that I'll find, is that 15 minutes will turn into 20 or 30 or 40 or 45 or whatever it is. And it'll actually become time that you look forward to. I'm looking forward to this evening sitting down and just you know, relaxing and hearing from him and just letting silence do its job, letting God communicate with me. And every time you're, you know, he's always speaking, he's always speaking. So it's not as if, you know, if I'm quiet this time, will he speak or will he not? Because it didn't feel like he, he's always communicating, but it's important for us to have an open heart to make sure that we're ready to receive. And maybe the audible thing that you say is, Lord, I'm here to sit down, keep my mouth closed and just listen to you. You know, invite him in to have a conversation with you or to confirm some things or to illuminate some areas of your life that need a little bit of work. And you'll find that your relationship with God, I know I'm looking forward to it growing as a result of me making this subtle shift. This isn't a dramatic adjustment that I'm making in my life. It's a subtle shift. A few minutes of quiet doesn't cost me anything but obedience. <laughs> and that's never a cost, that's a seed. So. I'm looking forward to my relationship growing to a new level with God and there may be times I'm sure that I sit down where nothing earth shattering happens and there may be times when I'm absolutely knocked over by what I hear in my spirit and I'm looking forward to that. And I am confident that there are things that I'm concerned about, wondering about, need clarity on that will come to pass because of this time, because of this investment in our relationship. And that's really what it is. You know, people spell love, T-I-M-E, not just children. People spell love, T-I-M-E, and God does as well. He spells love, T-I-M-E, the time that we give him, the time that we focus on him, uh, the seriousness with which we take the relationship, our willingness to obey. All of those are investments of time, but it's something that's front-loaded where to know what you need to do, you have to hear from him. So I hope this video has uh, been a blessing to you. I know that this revelation has hit me pretty hard, pretty significantly. And it's something that, um, you know, I'm sure that there are revelations and again, things that I'm looking forward to in life, but also things that he wants me to do that are gonna come through this new commitment I've made to myself to invest some quiet time each day. So once again, if this has been helpful to you, please like and subscribe. Please share this with a friend uh, and leave some comments. Let me know how this new investment of time, if you choose to do so, has
blessed you and what some of the benefits and discoveries have been that have come out of it for you. So once again, this is Ralph. Thanks very much. Always remember that faith plus works equals achievement. And I'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much.